0: Welcome back to the New Growth Podcast. I am your host, Yvonne Nkiruka, and I am so glad you are here with me today. So this is the final episode of 2022. It's not the final episode of this season, but we will be taking a month-long break because your girl needs some time to reflect, reset. And so we'll be coming back in February I just wanted to take a moment and say thank you, thank you, thank you for each one of you who've been on this journey of growth, this journey of maturation with me this year. I truly appreciate it. I thank you for the DMs. I thank you for the text messages and the encouragement. Each time I hear from you, it really like inspires me to keep going. And I feel like we are building and fostering like A community here at the New Growth Podcast. So I appreciate you. During this month, go back and listen to episodes you may have missed. Also, I would love it if you would subscribe to this podcast. If you've been dating us, go ahead and like, commit to us, subscribe, leave us a review, let us know your thoughts. Okay, so this episode, I wanted to do a year end review. So, all of this season, we're talking about growing in love. And I just kind of wanted to look back and talk through some of the things I have learned at when it comes to growing in love, specifically dating and like romance. So, first of all, New Year's is my favorite holiday. I always say New Year's. I know it's not an S, but I'm so used to saying it. (laughs) The New Year is my favorite, like time because it's such a great opportunity to reflect, reset and peer forward. And when I look back, as I'm saying this, I'm I'm thinking of this like Indigra symbol and Indigra symbols are indigenous to Ghana. Specifically, I believe the Ashanti people and Some of you may have heard this, but it's called Sankofa, it's a principle. And it's this idea that in order to move forward, you have to look back to learn from all the things so that you can actually move forward in a healthy way. And so that's what this episode is really gonna embody, me looking back on my journey and navigating love and dating this year, and all the themes I've learned. So I'm excited to share. All right, let where do I even start? I want to start off by telling you how I came, my mindset, my perspective, and how I approached this year when it came to love. All right, so this was around, I think this was either in late December of last year or early January I remember it was winter in Atlanta, and it was on a Sunday I It was very it was like 65 degrees and I had a jean jacket on and I had a tank top so I decided I don't think I went to church that day I think I was like I need to be in nature with God so I connect with God through nature often and sometimes I like to break up my routine on Sundays. So I go to this park in Atlanta and I'm reading, I'm praying, I'm reflecting, I'm sitting in silence and it's just this beautiful, the sun was hitting my skin and I had this bench all to myself. I was people watching and just enjoying like being present. I think one of the beautiful things about being silent and being still is just it reminds you of your humanity it reminds you of of just it keep it helps you ground yourself so that you're not like always worrying and you're, you know stressing about things you can't control so i, I like to use that as a practice to just be still and be in nature so it was just a perfect day so i did some reading and i sat on that bench for like two hours i fell asleep a little bit And I just felt safe. I just felt safe. So then I get up from the bench and I I start to like wander. I start to stroll. Have you ever just strolled without having like any particular destination? But it's like a slow walk and you're looking and you're moving. It's almost like you're gliding. (laughs) And I, I I walked past the pond and I decided to stop by the pond because I saw this swing. And... I don't know about you but i really really loved swings growing up i was the girl who would fight over a swing or i would cry if i didn't get the swing but once i got on the swing i wouldn't get off the swing unless i was like forced to and i remember swinging so high that i felt like i was gonna fall into the sky that's one of the best feelings in the world to me just like the thrill of swinging back and forth and having no cares and just that, that is a picture of freedom. So I saw this swing by the pond and I was like, I'm going to sit on the swing and watch the sun, but guess what? It was preoccupied. So I decided to camp out on another bench, but it was still facing the pond and I was just going to wait until they got up. As I'm waiting, I see these two black men with uh, by the pond, and they're they look like they're setting up something, and they have like party city bags. So I start me being nosy. I start just kind of zoning in and just figuring out what they're doing. And eventually, what I realized was they were putting together an engagement. So. Of course, I love, love. Hello, I love, love. So I was like, let me go over there because they look like they need help. They look kind of frazzled. And so I walk over there, I'm like, hey, do you guys need help? And they were like, they kind of sized me up to kind of figure out who I was. And after they felt like I would be safe, they were like, yes. So for the next two hours, I was there with him and we were just trying to set up for his fiance his girlfriend so he could propose for her to her and we I was sweeping I was putting down roses and putting up the signs and just making sure it was perfect and it was such a special experience So one by one, her friends, his friends, their families started coming. And it was like, we were 30 deep, okay? And he goes and he changes into his tuxedo. And they're around my age. They're like in their late 20s, early 30s. And she walks over and he's just standing there, full of nerves, but hopeful. And he proposes. Mind you, like we're in the park, so a bunch of strangers just start to gather, and it's just such a beautiful moment. It was so beautiful, and we're all bawling. Like, I'm just bawling. And even when I think about it now, I get emotional because it was so sweet just to be brought into that special moment And i don't even know these people just it felt like a gift it felt like a sacred moment and to witness i don't know just love commitment was so beautiful to me so once he proposed i kind of gathered my belongings and i kind of just walked away i didn't say goodbye because it's not about me and i just walked away and y'all why i feel like have you ever seen the preacher's wife and Denzel Washington, he's like the angel, but Whitney doesn't know it. They don't really know it, that he's an angel or anything like that. And at the end of the movie, once all the things are like resolved, all the issues are resolved between Whitney and her husband, he kind of just slips away, and they don't have a, a chance to really say goodbye. That was me. <laughs> That was me. I just kind of walked away. And I wasn't doing it intentionally, but it was just like my work here is done. <laughs> and I remember walking away and just I felt like God will use that situation to speak to me very clearly, which was this will be for you as well. This this will be something you get to experience. And just the feeling of like peace, the feeling of like hope and almost like a preciousness that I experienced. Like in the same way you were able to be a part of their special moment, somebody will be be able to be a part of your special moment. Like you will experience like love like this. And so it was with that that I entered into 2022. Side note, two weeks later, I end up getting a random text from the fiance. And she had hunted me down because I gave my number to somebody there and I guess they gave it to her. And she was just like, I just wanted to say, thank you so much for helping my fiance set it up. You were like a guardian angel. And I was like, (laughs) and she just was like, she didn't have to do that, but it was, y'all, it was so special. And so that was what I walked into 2022 uh, with, with just a hopeful, subtle expectation that I would meet my person this year and it wasn't like at the top of my mind like every morning I'm like I'm gonna meet my person no it was just kind of like okay I am gonna give myself full permission to engage in love and I'm gonna hope for the best so that's that that's the story I was like Hopeful, like, and what happened after that? So, I'm gonna kind of take you through the major like moments. So, at the top of the year, I found myself first of all, this year was the hardest year of my life, point blank, period. It was the hardest year of my adult life. And for so many reasons, on so many different levels. And when I try to tell people the story, you ever feel like you can't do a story justice because that person wasn't there? Well, it's just kind of like, I can't really describe unless you were walking with me. My, it was, my year was so hard that I feel like my friends, my close friends were like exhausted. Like they were they tired too. <laughs> and it was especially hard like at the beginning and like the midway point. And one day I'll tell like the details, but, uh, but the crazy thing about it is that it was hard, yet it was, it was actually such an important year for me. It was like, it actually produced so much growth, no pun intended in me. Like it produced so much beauty. It produced so much character within me, so much grit. So much identity in me. And I find that this exists, this like dichotomous like relationships exist within the world. For example, you guys know I love food or maybe you don't, but I love food. And I'm really fascinated with olive oil. I love olive oil. You can use it on your skin, your hair, and you can obviously eat it. Do you know how olive oils are made? Well, they're made from olives. Okay, some of you guys knew that, but I think for the longest time I didn't put two and two together. But they're made from olives, and they the way they're made is that they are crushed. They are crushed, and once they're crushed, they they have like, the olive oil is squeezed. Okay, and and you think of it in the same way with grapes, wine. If you love wine, I I, I really enjoy wine. Grapes are crushed in order to produce wine. Same with Lemons, lemons are, have to be crushed and squeezed to produce lemonade and they go through a process, right? There's a crushing that takes place to produce like something completely different. And even I think of gold, right? In order for gold to be like glorious and beautiful, it has to be put in a fire. A furnace of fire, a fiery furnace, whichever one that is. And it it must be purified in, during that time. So like the impurities are being stripped away through the heat. Do you get what I'm saying? So a lot of the processes that we actually, that a lot of the things we enjoy have to go through a process of Refinement, a process of crushing. And it doesn't feel good. That's what I feel like this year was for me. It was a series of crushing moments, a year of like refinement, hard, hard, hard. I felt like I was just at rock bottom for so much of the year. But what was happening in me was that there was something that was being produced within me. And like joy, for example. Even though I was at rock bottom bottom for the large part of the year, y'all, I had so much joy. Like this year, I actually feel like I know what joy is. And I know how to have joy in some of the most challenging circumstances. I actually feel like there was an unshakable joy that was produced within me. And it just feels like an oxymoronic type of statement, idea that joy can be produced in the midst of like challenges and the midst of suffering. But it was, I remember I would wake up just full of joy, but, my circumstances weren't what I wanted or what weren't what I thought they would be at this point in my life. And I had to fight. I had to choose it. I had to, like, decide over and over again. It wasn't just something that kind of came over me. Like, I'm just joyous. No, I had to, like, work on my mind. I, have, I had to work on what I was thinking. Work to not allow my emotions to dictate my life. And I just want to be mindful and be sensitive here that, um, there are those of us who deal with, um, mental health issues and, and maybe you deal with anxiety, depression, and other, uh, challenges. And that idea is, is foreign and it, you, you haven't known joy for a while and it's just been hard. So I just want to honor that. And just say, like, I recognize it and I know that it's hard. I just wanted to share my experience and just say, like, there, like, I should have been. It doesn't make sense why I just was, I. it doesn't make sense why I, I didn't experience, like, extreme, like, depression this year. It doesn't make sense, like, why I wasn't anxiety ridden. It doesn't make sense. But that is one of the takeaways I'm walking out of this year with, which is this idea that you can have joy. Like I now know joy is my friend. Not joy as this like theoretical concept, but like I know how to keep joy as a friend. All right, that was a tangent. That was just a setup for me to say, like, yo, at the top of this year, it was a hard year and i was in a vulnerable situation have you ever just felt like everything's going wrong in your life and you just want some comfort you just want somebody to like be around even if that somebody isn't what you want you just want some comfort and whatever you can control you you are going to try to control. And so that's what happened. I found myself in a situation where I didn't even like the person at all. I mean, I like them on a friend level, but I didn't I didn't like them like on an emotional, spiritual, like romantic. It was just kind of like I was going through it and I just needed someone. So, sometimes when you're in uh like that sort of a desperate, vulnerable situation, you end up making choices that you're not proud of. And that's what I did. I made a decision that I, when I look back on it, I'm like, for real? Oh my God. Like, I'm like, ugh, you know what I'm saying? Not at the person, but just at the situation that I kind of allowed. And it really wasn't representative of what I wanted and who I wanted to be and how I wanted to, like, like I just didn't want that. <laughs> and I remember it was so bad that I was willing to give up everything. Have you ever just been in that situation where you're just kind of like, I'm tired, I'm tired of making good decisions and I'm just weary and I just... That's where I was. I was willing to risk it all. Okay? And I was I was about to self-sabotage, to ruin like to ruin my life. And I hate to be so dramatic, but like when it comes to matters of the heart, I I think we're too casual about it. And I'll I'll explain that later, but like from a very early age, I knew that like you, whoever you allow into your heart, that's a big deal. That's a big deal. You you can like it can it can steer your life in a particular direction. And I yeah, I remember found myself in that situation. And then next thing you know, God snatched me out. In the nick of time y'all I don't know how I escaped but I escaped by the by the skin of my teeth <laughs> like I escaped and I got out and I shut the door I slammed shut that door never to be opened again although said person did try to contact me recently and I just was, the door is shut. The door is shut. Bolt lock. And I just feel like God has been so protective of me. And sometimes even when I don't want to protect myself, when I don't, when I'm not looking out for myself, God be looking out for me. And I also think what happened was for year, for the last couple of years I've been doing a lot of like internal work and I have been trying to heal I've been trying to like build my relationship with myself build my relationship with God and because of that even though I was weak and I and I made a few decisions that I I regret and I and I'm not necessarily proud of that it kind of was like it kicked the internal work that I was doing kicked into gear and I was able to like respond. So even though I was weak, I was strong because I had God on my side. You know what I'm saying? And so, Ooh, I, I was snatched. It, It was, yeah. And so I feel very grateful. I feel like they're, it has just been a grace on my life in this area to, of just like protection. And so I got out of that situation. Woo! Through the fire escape. And, you know, then I just continued to like, I, I, I moved on, I continued to like date. And I would say that this year, I dated more men than I have ever dated before. So all throughout my 20s, I really didn't give myself permission to date. And some people, when they hear that, they're like, what, how? And part of me starts to kind of feel bad or like, is there something wrong with me? But then I have recently just become comfortable saying like, this is my story. And it's okay that my, you know, it's okay that this is how my story looks, that I kind of w- delayed this area like of dating and romance. And I'm kind of glad because I'm, I'm glad that my 20s, I really spent <laughs> like just doing a lot of like character work and character building and serving people and all that stuff. And, and I think if I would have dated then... I would have really ruined relationships and destroyed people and it probably would have stunted some of my other development so now the last like two years I've just been dating and and I don't know if I have a sign on my forehead on my butt on my body I don't know what it is y'all but it's like I'll go out and then I don't know I'll just I'll meet people in the Walmart (laughs) I'll meet people at random places and random people that I don't expect will just you know ask me out and I say I don't know but I actually do know why it has been this way like why there's been a increase of just folks come in my direction and I think it's because well, I know it's because I took the time for the last couple of years to really understand who I am and to really understand what I don't like, what I like, understand what I stand on. Like what are the what what are the pillars that I stand on? And Do a lot of like the self-work, the work that is not sexy, that's not pretty. And when you do that, when you get really comfortable in knowing who you are and not living for the approval of people and actually liking yourself, then you become more attractive. I don't care what you look like. I don't care what you got on. You've just become more attractive. Have you ever seen someone that, you know, that they? You may not necessarily be instantly attracted to them physically, but when you talk to them, and you see who they are, it's like, whoa, 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 whoa! I this is not my usual, but there is just something about you. Don't you? Don't you? Ha ha! Hoo, hoo. How you get them? You know that song. Is is um by Janet Jackson. Speaking of Janet Jackson, she is going on tour next year. I want to go see her. I also want to see Beyonce on tour, and I'm not playing. Like I, I'm, I'm so excited. I want to see Jill Scott as well. Those are the three people I want to see. But anyways, people will be like, "What is it about that person? What is it about him? What is it about her?" And it's and it's sometimes like just the work the self work and building your life on things that are important and you know, investing in yourself and people will be drawn to that. And I think that's what happened. I think that is what happened. So yeah, I went on a lot of dates and when I when I when I mean I dated people, I just literally mean I went on dates. Cause, you know, in this society when you say you dating someone, it just People think like you're in a relationship. No, I didn't get in any relationship this year, but I just got to know people, and I allowed myself to be known by people. It was really interesting. I I met a lot of wonderful men here, a lot of great men, and I have no I have no trash, for the most part. Let me let me just say that for the most part, I did have one guy. I'm not even going to mention him. Anyways, but I had no real trash dating experiences this year. And I feel very thankful for that. So beginning of the year, I had that little incident. and then, And then, fast forward to like midway point of the year. I'm out and about and I meet someone. And it was kind of like... Love at first sight, I know. You know that song? I don't know who sang that song, but honestly, like, it felt like just sparkles. Like, there was, like, just, I don't know. I just, we saw each other, and, you know, the rest was history. It was, like, instant connection, which was very, like, scary to me very very scary to me like you can talk about you want love all the time but when it comes to your door it's like oh no i'm not ready let me clean up let me let me put the pillows this way let me let me sleep real quick right you start to you you start to get start to get freaked out and i was kind of freaked out really great guy ultimately you know i found out early on that something that I really cared about uh, wasn't necessarily the way he cared about it. and Or just our care looked different. And when I see that there could be possibly like a value difference, how do you rectify that? Like, do you just ignore it? Or because you're attracted to the person because there's chemistry? Or because you're just like so ready to be in love? Or do you really say, huh? Like, would this work? Could, could we actually like build something here? And I tend to be more, when it comes to love, I tend to try to be more logical. And in our situation, like that, that difference was going to be a big deal for me. Cause I had dated someone where we had that difference before. And and it just, I don't know, it just was it was a deal breaker. And I had to communicate that. So we we decided to be friends. Air quotes. I guys, I don't believe that you can like I thought I could be friends with this person. And it just didn't work out because we were just too attracted to each other. And it wasn't and then it became like a situation ship, which was the reverse of what I wanted. You know, it just it just wasn't even when I think of it today, because it's well over, it's it kind of it leaves that irritation in my spirit because I wish I would have shown up differently and I wish I would have been able to communicate and hold on to my boundaries that I had set out. But nonetheless, I'm really grateful for that experience. And I learned a lot. I I learned a lot about myself and I was able to leave with my heart intact, although I deeply cared about that person and still do. It just, it just didn't work out. And I just, yeah, there's so much there that I could say, but so that was like midway through the year. And I was simultaneously dating multiple people, like just going out on dates, not anything else. I don't want y'all to get, no, no. Nah. I was just, you know, if someone would ask me out, I would go on a date. And there was this one day that I was like at a public space and I was walking outside because I needed some sun, bumped into this gentleman and we locked eyes. But then, you know, I kept walking and, you know, he was seemed attractive So I went back to my seat and I started working. 30 minutes later, he comes up to me and he's just like super direct. He's like, hey, are you taking? And I'm like, mm, no. He's like, would you like to have lunch with me? And there was like food places around and it was like loads of people. So I was like, okay, I could could eat a taco and have a margarita. So we went downstairs and we had a margarita and we had some tacos and we just had like a great conversation. We exchange information and it was just like, okay, if I see him again, great. If I don't, that's also okay too. The next day I come back there to do work and he happens, he lives in the area so he happens to be walking past and we bump into each other. Hey, what's up? I'm working so he leaves me alone. 30 minutes later, he brings me flowers from, from Whole Foods and I, Guys, when I tell you, it was like my, I literally was like, (gasps) it was so sweet. It was so, so sweet. Why am I telling you this story was, I'm telling you this story because it was such an indicator and to me that when a person likes you or when they're interested in you, you will know. And that goes, guy, girl, you know, whoever you're dating, like when a person is interested in you, you will know. And if you don't know, they are not interested in you. If you have to question, they are not interested in you. At least that's kind of how I see it, right? I know when I'm interested in someone, they know. There's not really like a question, like they know, okay? And I think we try to make excuses, like, "Oh well, no, no, no." When a person likes you, or when they're interested in making, like, like interested in getting to know you, they will make space for you in their world. They will do acts of kindness. They will consider you in the small ways. They will be intentional. And if they're not, then this is for my woman. This is for us. This is for me. Like, if you don't see intentionality, then it probably isn't the right situation for you. Because I don't know about y'all, but I want some intention. I want someone to be intentional. And that's what I found consistently as I dated. That if there's no intentionality, then there really should be know, like, then what are we doing, right? Like, what are we doing here? And, and uh, it was just great because a lot of the people that I got to know, although it didn't work out, I saw intentionality and it felt really good to be thought of. So, Nonetheless, by the end of the summer, I'm still kind of just trying to get over, you know, that particular situation. And so I and also I'm trying to get my life together simultaneously. (laughs) It was like the worst year of my life, but like the best year for like my love life. So towards the end of the year, like I have to really focus because I'm trying to pivot professionally and my business and stuff like that. And I end up moving it was just a lot. So I was like, all right, I have dated enough for this entire year. I need to like pause on this and reflect and regroup for the top of the year. As I'm minding my business, it, it always happens when you kind of like least just expect it or you. I don't know, when you're not thinking of it. I used to hear people say that and I'd be like, oh, I'm so annoyed. But I would meet people when I wasn't even trying to meet people, right? And towards the end of the year, I end up meeting someone. And out of, I think, out of all of the people that I met this year, there was just something very unique that I've connected with. I felt very excited. Like I allowed myself to get excited, which when you're dating specifically for me, I have to like calm my excitement because I'm, I'm like, I, I'm easily excited. Like I get excited about a donut. Okay. I get excited off of the smallest things. So part of what I have had to learn was like pump your brakes, pump your brakes, and you can be excited in a moment, but don't associate any, uh, any additional meaning to it. Just, like, appreciate what is in front of you. But I was excited, and I felt like, man, there is, I don't know, I just felt like there was a connection that I still, I, I can't really explain. We didn't even spend that much time together, but unfortunately, it didn't work out. It didn't work out and just the timing was off and it's so interesting like when you get excited and then your expectation is just is not met at all and you have to kind of just that's the thing about dating like wow kind of like applying to a job you're like, oh my gosh, this is the job. This is the opportunity. And you go through the different like interview stages. You guys are getting to know each other. You're getting excited about the company. And you're like, I'm going to get an offer. I'm going to not, and I'm not trying to be, I'm not auditioning. Okay. When it comes to dating. So the analogy breaks down. I'm not auditioning to be no one's, you know, no one's right. Like, but it's just the idea of like, man, you meet a lot of people, and you don't know where these connections will go. go. And so in this situation, like, I kind of allowed myself to think through like, oh, where could this connection go? And it ended up not going anywhere. And, and it's okay. It, it is okay. And so that's been my year of dating. Okay. And Yeah, that's been my year of dating. What have I learned? What have I learned? Well, the scripture that comes to mind is the scripture that says, guard your heart above all else, for from it flows the wellspring of life. Or some people say like, for it determines, some translation says, for it determines the course of your life. So guard your heart. Anything you have to guard means that there, it is a value. So our hearts, I believe, are one of the most valuable things we have within us. Like, And God is saying, guard it. Guard it for your life because it actually determines your life. And I think that I've been really learning that, like how to guard my heart, my precious heart. How do you guard your precious heart? How do you guard yourself? Well, okay. So I've been watching Megan and Harry, this documentary on Netflix. I don't know if you guys can hear my stomach, but I'm kind of hungry. But I've been watching this documentary I watched it, and that made me just think of, like, the Royal Palace. I went there in 2015, I believe, and in front of the Royal Palace are these, like, beautiful golden gates, and they signify, those golden gates signify that entrance into this space is, like, a privilege, There's something, you getting access into this space, coming behind the gates is a privilege. This is a very important place. That's what those golden gates signify, right? And the gates wrap all around the Buckingham Palace, right? So anything that has a gate around it or a fence signifies like, okay, this is my territory and this is of value. And in order for you to come in, i have to you have to have special access also there are these two men with like red coats on for really formal outfits and then a huge like hat standing outside of the gate and they're there to their job is to make sure that no one comes into this gate that doesn't belong here that's all they do they're they're like stone-faced They're just looking around, that's their job. First of all, can you imagine like standing, just standing in one place for eight hours a day? Oh my God. So that is kind of like, it's the palace, right? And they're trying to guard the palace. And I'm not really into the British monarchy because we all know that they, Colonize, conquest, all that stuff, the Atlantic slave trade, all that stuff. So I'm not like a fan, like who, you know, but I did like Princess Diana because she was a agitator and she 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 really agitated the system. But nonetheless, I still find it fascinating that this is this is a picture of like how we ought to guard our hearts. And when you think of guard, you typically think of not allowing anything in, right? Not allowing anything in. But guarding also means being very mindful of what you allow in. So it's not that you can't let anything in because that's not life. You're not living. If you never allow anybody into your heart, I would say you're not really living. Just in general, like even just with relationships, you have to give people access to your heart because otherwise it'll just be like a dream deferred and shrivel up and die like Lynx and he says <laughs> but you have to allow something in sometimes you can't just be like nothing's coming in you know what i'm saying i don't want no company no so this year i learned how to navigate the tension of not allowing certain people in and allowing people in. I learned about when to learn, when to allow someone into my heart and when not to. And and also like thought through the qualifications that I wanted when it came to who I allowed to enter into my heart. Here's the thing. You can go into the Buckingham Palace, but you're sure not going to be able to go to their bedrooms right you're not going to be able to go to special rooms you might just be like in the hallways you might can use the bathroom go to the conference room but you really you you can come into the staged living room but you're not going to get into the deep living quarters of the of that family right and that's the same with your heart so you can allow certain people in and y'all know I'm always speaking to myself. I'm I am speak I am saying this to remind myself of these truths. But you can allow certain people in, but you don't have to give them access to your secret chambers. Right? You you know what I'm saying? And and you also have to vet people. You can't just give people access to your body, to your mind, to your heart. Cuz remember, it does determine the course of your life. So, I've been learning that and I haven't learned it perfectly, hello? <laughs> I have made some mistakes along the way. Matter of fact, I feel like I allow somebody in, they just kind of snuck through and and then they kind of were wandering a little bit too long. But thankfully, you know, they're, they're no longer there and. And what I learned is that it's okay to make mistakes. It's okay to not get it right all the time. I'm a huge basketball fan. I love the Golden State Warriors. Klay Thompson, he recently was injured like for the last like two years. And this year is his like comeback season. Well, Klay Thompson, his field goal percentage is kind of low this year because he's like forcing a lot of shots and he's just trying to get back to who he used to be but what i notice about him is that his confidence never wavers he can shoot brick after brick but he keeps on shooting because he knows eventually he trusts the the work he put in the gym that he knows eventually he's gonna land a shot right and he knows that he's not even afraid to take the game winner this bruh is confident and it really strikes me because i think that's the same way i've been trying to navigate love and dating which is that i may not always get it right matter of fact there were some ways in which i showed up that i wish i could have i could do over again but the key is to to keep shooting you know to keep yourself in the game and trust the work that you've been doing, the work that God is doing in you, and remain open, but still guard your heart. You know what I'm saying? Still move with wisdom. And I hope that registers with someone for you to understand that you are of value. You, my friend, are of value. Your body, your mind, Your spirit, you have infinite value. And you have to treat yourself as such. You can't treat yourself like you're regular. My friend told me this. Because you're not regular. And once you once you see that you're not regular, then you will not allow anybody to treat you like you're regular. Right? And I don't just say this to like, prop you up but I really do mean it and I don't say this to prop myself up in the same way that here's the thing like with me I do try to treat people with value with respect with specific love so why would why would I dish it out but not be able to take it in not regurgitate that truth myself like don't ever let anybody treat you like you're regular. Don't ever let anybody casually roam in the secret chambers of your heart and they haven't proven themselves trustworthy. But at the same time, at the same time, you, you have to like let people in. And when people are in, enjoy them treat them well treat them with integrity treat them with care treat them with honor and respect and when you get it wrong because lord knows feel like i haven't always gotten it right apologize course correct if you are gonna fail in the game of love it's okay to fail fail but then learn quickly fail quickly learn quickly And eventually, you will come out like gold. You will come out like gold. And I can't guarantee that you will meet the love of your life because I'm not God. But I will guarantee that you will come out like gold if you stay in the game of love. And I'm not just talking about romance here. I'm just talking about just in general. So while I'm not walking out of 2022 with the love of my life, with my person. I'm walking out like gold. I'm walking out more refined. I'm walking out with more clarity and purpose. I'm walking out with more love in my heart to give. I'm walking out with more wisdom, with more confidence. And I'm excited. I'm excited for 2023. And I'm excited for your year as well. So I hope there was something that you could, like, you know, that you felt like you could connect with during this podcast. Or I just hope that there was something that uh, resonated with you. And I'm excited, I'm really excited for just all that is to come. And yeah, yeah, I'm proud, I'm proud of myself. I'm really proud of myself. Sometimes you just need to, I'm giving myself a hand, a pat on the back right now. You remember in PE class, coach would be like, give yourself a pat on the back. I used to love that. Give yourself a pat on the back, okay? Because you survived and you are still moving you're still waking up you're still you're still pursuing growth and i just want to say i'm proud of you and let's make 2023 the best year even if it's the worst year (laughs) hopefully it's not but with that said i hope you're producing new growth in your world until next time i love you guys